Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is That's a Crime. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal, we are back for another crime. Yeah, we're getting into the gruesomeness again. <laughs> I know you're resistant, but trust me, go with it. Yeah, well, because if, if we get to see a, a guilty party apprehended, I will be, uh, I'll yes. be vindicated. Exactly. I know you like that. And today we're breaking down the true crime story of the DNA on Bloody Conch Shell Cracks case in 2001. Jason, honestly, I did have to Google Conch Shell. Okay. I wasn't certain what type of shell. And then when I saw it, I did one of those, oh, okay, yeah, now I know what that is. The only reason I already knew what it meant was because of the movie Lord of the Flies. What happened? I didn't see that. Well, they pass a conch around and that Uh person has the floor and can Uh talk. So it's kind of a pivotal thing. And and so it doesn't kill anybody, the conch. But I remember it vividly and I know how it's big and, you know, hard and constructed and could cause damage. So when this came across my radar, actually Sophia shared this with me. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And I know you're really big on DNA and we've talked about this. And I think this is I mean, this is a tragic tale. At the same time, it's triumphant in a way. And I think there's so much of this happening now behind the scenes. I mean, you follow DNA more than I do. And I could see how there's probably just going to be case after case, like either exonerating people or convicting people. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, Forensic Files is my main, that's been my main crime show. Yeah, I could binge Forensic Files. (laughs) By the way, there's a lot of episodes. I don't even think I've seen probably half of them, and I've right. seen plenty. But you know what? This kind of taints conch shells, because this is one of these shells you can put to your ear and hear the ocean. Yeah. A nice, peaceful thing. And That's now it is changed. tainted, tainted by this person. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sal. I'll get you a conch shell for Christmas. <laughs> I appreciate it. See if we can work that out. I want to hear the ocean. So, a 53-year-old Massachusetts man, David Reed, was recently charged in the murder of his 41-year-old half-sister, Rose Marie Moniz, who was also a single mother. Now, Moniz was beaten to death in her New Bedford home in 2001, and the case went cold until 2021, when Reed's DNA was found on the murder weapon, a conch shell. I have never heard of anything oceanic used as a murder weapon. I know. And what a horrific way to die. You've seen the photo of this shell. It's very gruesome, very sad. But thank goodness, as we're talking about, DNA technology is playing a role in these cases. I mean, this was a cold case for 20 years. And I'm sure there are some far longer than that, but that's a long time. And they couldn't figure it out. I mean... I'm shocked that there was no suspects, it didn't lead to anything. Here's this innocent person, single mother, and yeah, tragic. And we're going to go through some of the details and where this case went, and it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, and something this brutal, and then the suspect in the end being a half-sibling. Yeah. I mean, this was a long time coming. Exactly. So on March 23rd, 2001, Rosemarie Moniz's father arrived to take her to a doctor's appointment. Inside, he found kitchen items all over the floor and the contents of her purse scattered before finding his daughter dead in a pool of blood on the bathroom floor. Horrible. Sal, I can't even imagine how devastating that is for anyone to find someone dead, let alone your child. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrible enough to find a stranger, Yeah, let alone 
a loved one, let alone your daughter. Oh, terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. I mean, we don't even get into the child that she had. This is more about justice because what's done is done and it's incredibly sad. Well, the brutality of the crime was revealed through the autopsy, which showed trauma to her head, including skull fractures and cuts, blood emanating from both ears, a broken nose, and broken left cheekbone. A release stated it was determined that Miss Moniz had been bludgeoned to death with a fireplace poker, a conch shell, and a cast iron kettle. Wow. Odd choices. Yeah, brutal choices. None of them weapons. Exactly. It's not a knife or a gun. It's not a, it's not, hell, it's not even a baseball bat. No. Odd choices. Her purse was emptied out on the floor and an undetermined amount of cash was stolen. Now, Sal, of course, this is beyond gruesome. And quite often, these violent murders just don't add up to much money for the killers. I mean, what did this person make off with? What could have been in her purse? Probably 40, 50 bucks, probably at the most. Exactly. It's not a key to a safe deposit box. It's, a, it's not that type of thing. It's like these are random acts or something gets escalated. I don't even know, but it's like they're not thought out, well thought out. I'm just shocked they got away with it for as long as they did. Well, Jason, obviously I'm no professional detective, but right away I'm seeing that this murder was personal. Yes. That's what that would imply, the brutality, the multiple choice of items to use to murder. Yeah. But then I think trying to cover it up and make it look like a robbery by stealing from the purse. Yeah, throwing things around. Yeah, yeah let's make this look like a robbery. But yeah, this thing was uh, very personal. I think you can tell that right away. Yeah. And this is, again, 2001. It's not too far in the past. At the same time, it's a long time technology-wise. I mean, this day and age, people have ring cameras. If you don't have one, your neighbors have one. And that person was leaving. It's a very different time. There was a window where you could just kind of pop in and out and no one recognizes someone and no one saw someone and then it goes cold. So thank goodness for DNA. Jason, a neighbor's ring camera. I don't know if it was a ring camera, but a security camera. That Colorado case, the guy that killed his yeah. wife and three kids, it was a neighbor's camera right. that showed the truck going we in there. We saw all that guy doing weird activity movement. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Now more and more people have them and things yeah. are like, it's hard to miss. So unfortunately, Miss Monet's family and friends had no answers. The case went cold for after two potential suspects were excluded, neither of which were read. Who, by the way, Sal, I have to say, this is beyond disgusting, but Reed served as a pallbearer at Moniz's funeral. So here, this person is, David Reed, kills his half-sister, tells no one, of course. Now, he's at the funeral acting like he's a close family person. I mean, no guilt. What type of person can do this? This is absolutely horrible. And by the way, I don't want the phrase half-sister to downplay the relationship. Because I'll tell you, Jason, I have half-siblings. Yeah. But we don't think of each other or refer to each other as half. Those are my brothers. Those are my sisters. You're right. This man killed his sister. Yeah. I'm only only saying what's in the articles, but you're- No, I know that. I know that. You're right. No, no, I know. But this man killed his sister- It's not some like third cousin. This person grew up with this person and all that. And then he is a pallbearer. That killed me. I was speechless when I read that. Horrible, horrible. So then in 2019, Bristol District Attorney Thomas Quinn's cold case unit went back through the evidence of the murder, according to a release. And why don't you take the release for us? It says, 
Autopsy photos of the victim's face show that the victim had suffered numerous abrasions and contusions, which suggested that the spiny exterior of the conch shell made contact with the victim's face. That suggested that the perpetrator would have to put his fingers inside the opening of the conch to hold it as firmly as was needed to strike the victim with extreme force. Wow. <sighs> Again, what an odd choice. Is it just, it happened to be there? Was it by yeah. her her nightstand? Was it a souvenir from their childhood trip to the Jersey Shore? I mean, this is just an odd, an odd choice. I mean, horrific, of course, being beaten to death, probably one of the most brutal ways, painful ways, disgusting ways to go. Not quick, obviously. Yeah. Well, there's a fireplace poker. There was the kettle. It was probably a fight that just dragged on. He was just grabbing things, hitting. She may have hit back. I'm assuming he wiped blood off some things, but then the conch, of course, has that, you know, where you would listen to the ocean mm -hmm. and bloody hands. And there is a photo, which you could see online, which you yeah. also saw. The photo had blood, though, on the conch itself, but I yeah. guess more had seeped in. But Whatever, there it was, playing his day, which brings a question. I'm like, wait a second, how come someone wasn't testing that initially? Now, he may not have had his DNA tested and they may not have had anyone to go off of. I don't know, but this is 2001. I mean, there was DNA in the OJ trial and that yep. was a long time before that. So it just begs the question to me. Mid 80s, I think, is when DNA started being popularized. Right. I think around then. Not to mention, if you have your hand inside the conch, you would have your fingerprints inside. Well, there's that too, right? Yeah. But 2001, they weren't thinking, hey, there's blood on this. Can we pull this off? Because, yeah. I mean, if you've never had your fingerprints done and you've never had a DNA sample, I guess it'd be hard to find that person, right? They didn't know. They had nothing to match it to. I'm just reminded, Jason, of an old, I don't know if it's an urban legend, yeah. but it's the way to avoid paying taxes is to never start paying taxes. Hmm. I mean, who's going to test that out? Maybe Things somebody has. I wish I knew decades ago. So. <laughs> so yeah, if you're a young person, I don't know, maybe you want to be a guinea pig and see if that actually works. So now David Reed, who would have been around 33 years old at the time of the murder, had actually been indicted in September 2021 in connection with a 2003 attempted murder and robbery charge. And that was against Maribel Martinez- Alegria, also in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Sal, he got away with it once, so why not strike again? But this doesn't say the relationship, right? No, it does not. So I'm assuming not a sister, half-sister, cousin, just uh, someone he knew, random act. We don't wow. know the relationship. So this person's just, sometimes you give a person, what, 1% for being, well, it's a crime of passion. Maybe you, you have a history with this person we don't know about. You give half percent for that. Who's this person? A new person in his life? A, yeah. a girlfriend, probably? Co-worker? Yeah, some sort of connection. Yeah. This guy needs to be off the streets. Agreed. Now, Allegria had been hit in the head with a tire iron and pretended to be dead while the perpetrator stole her pocketbook. Wow. Smart move on her Very part. Very smart. Yes. Reed was arrested and charged with the crime in 2003, then posted bail, skipped the trial, disappeared. Okay. So he's on the lamb. He, he probably has what a uh, bail bondsman, bounty hunters after him also. Yeah, dog, the bounty <laughs> yeah, hunters dog, the bounty after hunter. Yeah. So district attorney Quinn shared the fact that Reed's DNA sample was on file because of the Allegria case, oh. which allowed his cold case unit to make 
the DNA match. So this guy is not only a horrible person, he's also now stupid because yes. conceivably, if not for this recent case, he'd be out there. He would have gotten away with that murder of his sister. Yeah, because again, wow. what's his blood on a conch when there's no connection? Yeah, somebody's blood is here. We don't know who's Someone's it blood. Yeah. So here we go. Something connected. So Quinn would also make the following statement. So He says, thanks to the efforts of my cold case unit, along with detectives from our state police unit and New Bedford police, we were able to bring some sense of relief to the victim's family, all of whom suffered for the past 20 years from not knowing what happened to Miss Moniz. This case highlights what we are doing in regards to cold case homicides and rapes in our effort to bring justice to the families of victims and the entire community. Yes. I love that word justice. I really do. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what this is. You're never going to get her back, but they have answers. I mean, it's tragic. People are sitting around saying, he was a pallbearer. That was her half-brother or brother. How could he have done this? I mean, he is still alive. They can probably get some answers if he's yes. willing to talk. I mean, I'm sure there's guilt coming out of him. Who knows how many other bad things he's done or connected to at this point in time. I mean, his story went on and on. He was caught, and then he went on the lam again. But essentially, it was because of this other case. Now, Allegria has passed on since then. Nothing to do with the crime, just due to time. But thank goodness that happened and was caught because otherwise you're never going to make that connection. But you know what this brings to mind, Jason, is in a case like this in particular, where this person killed someone and got away with it for years, then yeah. tried to kill. So exactly. he now has an attempted murder. That's true. What has he successfully gotten away with that we don't know about? Well, that's what I mean. There's so many other things like, oh, oh, you know what? This ties to him too. And yes, at least he's behind bars now. There's justice, as we talked about. There's closure, hopefully, long overdue closure for Rosemarie Moniz's family and friends. And knowing that this technology out there, Sal, it can act as a deterrent for people. Let's hope. Let's hope that people think now like, well, everyone's got a ring camera or some sort of security. If I do this, my DNA is probably on something. You just hope that it just starts to put up more barriers, that these senseless crimes can hopefully lessen. You know what, Jason? I'm a big proponent of civil liberties, but what this brings up is this concept of ascertaining people's DNA. So recently, exactly. I think the, the deal is if you're a felon, if you are, I think, I don't know, even know if it's whether you're convicted of a felony or if you're arrested for a felony, they have a right to take your DNA. But I know somebody who's picked up on a, a drunken disorderly charge and a, I think a resisting arrest charge in a local beach town, and they took this person's DNA and it was not a felony. Yeah, that's crazy to me. But I guess that's, they're probably going to start grabbing everyone's DNA at some point. In time. Okay, you know what? I It's Gattaca. Okay, look, on one hand, I like that a security camera can help to catch a criminal. Right. On the other hand, I don't like that there's cameras everywhere. So it's one of these things. I know. Catch 22. I don't want them taking everybody's DNA, but at the same time, oh, how satisfying is it if a murderer is caught, you know? So. It's one of those things we have to uh, struggle with and balance as a society and as individuals. Yeah, absolutely. I was drawn into this right away, and I'm sure we're going to cover more of these types of crimes over time. Hopefully, sometimes the other direction, where someone is exonerated, it oh, wasn't this yeah. person. 
I actually prefer those. I want sure. that story. Yeah. Because here's someone who's been snatched out of society, paying for a crime he or she truly did not commit, which everyone in prison says they're innocent, as in the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. <laughs> but then here's that person and and they're forever changed and they might even get some money, but just start to live their life. They're never gonna get it back. I love that story, the story of redemption. And yeah. and so I hope we cover some of those as we come across them. But and this is very recent. I yeah. was shocked that this was November 2021. It's crazy. Yeah. And you know what? I definitely would like to have more information because we have no information. What led up to the murder? Was it a, a fight? Was right. it a, a yeah. dispute about something? Were they fighting over money? Do they have a long history? Was there, I mean, you know, when it comes to siblings, you don't know what went on in the past. I know I used to have a friend who had an incestuous relationship with a sibling for years and now she's in therapy. So we don't know what went happened. In people's lives. You know? We don't know. What led to something like this? Based on the second crime that we know of, that he just tried to take money, or he did take money, I should say, didn't kill her, hit her with a tire on, which could have killed her just as easily. Well, attempted murder, yeah. But he took the money. I yeah. think it could have been something about money or this, that. It was probably really? something minor that just went, once it crosses that line, which is just uh, horrifying, horrifying. I think that the whole taking the money thing was to make it look like a robbery. That's what you want to do. If you kill somebody in a moment of passion, your sibling, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, you got to cover your tracks right away. And I think you got to try to make it look like a robbery. I've seen this time and time again. I would be more likely to think that he's just trying to cover his tracks than he's actually trying to get 40 bucks and he's willing to kill somebody for the 40 bucks. Yeah, that's true. We don't know. And we'll never know. And Wow. But yes, please, please keep this guy off the streets because, you know, yes. you follow true crime, Jason. You and I have yes. talked about this before. You follow the timeline, you look at the parole, and these people are walking the streets today. Yeah, exactly. This guy should not be walking among us. No way. No, you don't put this guy back on the street and then you keep the guy that was peddling weed in oh, prison. You know, don't no. do that. Keep no, no, this no. guy locked up. He's already killed one person, innocent person, tried to kill another, and we don't know how many more were in his path. Yes. And don't let this ruin conch shells for you. Because I'm telling you, I grew up with a couple no. of wonderful conch shells up on our shelf. I didn't know that was the term. And yeah, we listen to the ocean. It's something I love to do. As a matter of fact, I had a wonderful idea of making headphones of conch shells. And you're just listening to the ocean in stereo. Wouldn't that be cool? Ah, that's great. So yeah, don't let this taint your relationship with conch shells. It is a, a wonderful gift from the ocean. By the way, it's a form of oceanic snail shell. Right. So interesting choice uh, of weapon, but I still appreciate the bounty of the sea. Well, Rosemarie Moniz, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And hopefully your family, friends have some closure. Your child's moved on in life and hopefully been productive and some of this behind them. And um, until the next crime, Sal. Yes. And um, hopefully something that has no gruesome murders. Yeah. We mix it up. We cover all things. When are we going to get another misdemeanor? What do we cover? We cover everything from a misdemeanor to a murder, and I'm realizing that I kind of like hanging out you in the misdemeanors. Go, you want to go back to the misdemeanors. <laughs> I don't blame you. We shall be visiting more of them. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to That's a Crime wherever you get your podcast. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on our social media, which is at Just Curious Media. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting justcuriousmedia.com.